0: Hi, I'm James Van Alistel. This is Carcon Carne and I'm recording on Sunday, March 5th. And you could probably tell looking at the video, it's gorgeous in Chicago. There's not a cloud in the sky. This is a perfect weekend afternoon. Now, if you live in Chicago or the suburbs, you know that the weather won't stay this way. I mean, how many opening days have we spent in April in cold, driving, miserable rain or just brutal winds? The weather will turn. That's... One of the lovely things about living in the Midwest, the weather will change. When it does, I want you to have an ally, my friends at Suburban Roofing and Siding. For instance, have you been thinking about getting a new roof once the weather improves? Suburban Roofing and Siding. Think about this. A new roof can add about 7% to your property, property value, and it does so many good things as far as reducing energy costs for your house. Consider, my friends, suburban roofing and siding for whatever you need. Talk to them before you need to talk to an insurance company for any reason. These are the guys. It's a family-owned company serving the Chicagoland area, Cook, Lake, McHenry, Kane, and DuPage counties. They have more than 40 years of collective experience. They warrant their workmanship for a lifetime as long as you own your house. Their premium shingles are backed with a full 20-year, non-prorated, transferable manufacturer warranty, not to mention it's a green product. Call 224-677-6149 or visit them at SuburbanRoofingAndSiding.com. Carcon Carne, also sponsored by 90 Days in the 90s. It's a book. It's a fiction book that takes place in Chicago, in and around Chicago, but more specifically, Chicago during the 1990s. For those of us who lived through it, like let's say the Websters, the Websters lived through it, uh, we all remember how exciting and thrilling it was to be part of the scene. For those who weren't around, maybe lived somewhere else, or maybe were too young to experience Chicago in the 90s, you've heard the stories. They come alive in this new book by Andy Fry, 90 Days in the 90s. Darby owns a record store in town. Uh, Thank goodness this isn't a real book. I think we almost have enough record stores at this point in Chicago. But no, Darby owns a record store in Chicago, and she discovers a way back to Chicago in the 90s. That's the central premise. You can read for yourself. Get a copy on Amazon or direct through 90daysinthenineties.com. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. So this episode is being recorded right outside Percolator in Portage Park on Irving Park Road. My guests for this episode are the Nets. I love this band. I love their harmonies. And before we enjoy coffee and brunch from Percolator, before we talk to Joe from Percolator, I'm going to invite the Nets into the car and they're going to perform a song right here in the middle of the day on Irving Park Road in Chicago. You to... And look at this. It is a gorgeous day in Chicago. We are in front of Percolator 6032 West Irving Park in the Portage Park neighborhood. To my right, if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, that's Joe Bassalone. He is the co owner of Percolator along with his wife, Melissa, who's delightful. She is definitely the better half. And in the back seat, it's the Nets. The Nets are here. <laughs> we, we just watched them perform. What was that song?
1: Uh, that song was called Another Bet.
0: Loved it. Those harmonies. We'll, we'll get to your music after we eat and talk to Joe, but oh my God. All right. So quick, I, we're here on a Sunday. I know you're slammed. Like people are, are zooming in, in and out of this place. So I, I want to capture you while the, the coffee pot's hot or whatever the metaphor is. Uh, you brought food. I did. For us to eat. So I'm going to distribute to the... This is a heavy bag. It's it's like
2: three newborn babies. Those breakfast burritos and uh, the jalapeno popper. Good call
0: on that. Also Thank you. one Thank of you. our that was my choice. So known for. Nets all i have breakfast burritos. I went yes. with the jalapeno popper bagel. Tell me what that is. Jalapeno popper bagel is uh, it's it's like
2: one of your favorite appetizers, but in bagel sandwich form. So we start with a nice fresh everything bagel. Uh, we smear uh, a nice generous amount of our homemade jalapeno cream cheese on there. Uh, some crumbled bacon finish it off with a freshly cooked egg patty oh. melted cheddar oh. cheese stop it's, it
0: it's pretty stupid yeah oh this awesome. looks fantastic this is a terrible <laughs> idea for the car <laughs> it's not a
2: driving sandwich no. i should have warned you actually no, i wasn't not, even no, thinking not driving. On that one
0: we're not driving but
2: wow it, that's definitely a three Ooh. napkin Ooh. Ap- operation there, so. oh.
3: oh i can't wait to eat it
2: <laughs> oh my gosh it's
3: so hot and nice all
0: right, so give me some history. Give us some history, Joe. Yeah, I, I,
2: um, awesome. Well, we uh, we opened Percolator in 2014. Uh, prior to that, we owned a little uh, vintage thrift shop uh, right across the street called Thrift and Thrive, which actually we we closed down during the pandemic when you know we were uh, in that period of all the the shutdowns and the closures, and you know we knew uh, we had to make some tough decisions. But uh, as much as we really loved being in the vintage business, the community needed the cafe more, and so uh, we furloughed our whole team. So that they could stay home, stay safe. Uh and collect that unemployment and we did a GoFundMe fundraiser form as well and wow. Melissa and I uh basically turned our whole cafe overnight uh, from a living, breathing, thriving, you know, neighborhood cornerstone into uh an all uh subscription delivery at-home coffee service. So, uh, we, you know, we thought it was going to be this temporary thing for two or three weeks while the shutdown lasted, and uh, we thought, well, if we can't get people out to see us safely, then how do we get mm-hmm. to them? And so uh, overnight, we just pivoted, and uh, that was like the buzzword, right? The pivot? Well, the big, and, the pivot. that's accurate,
0: and I think smart businesses need to be, ha- allow themselves that flexibility to go where the business is going.
2: Definitely. Uh, We were, you know, I I literally came up with the idea on my way to work. Some back of the, you know, napkin math uh, there. And, you know, I thought, well, if I can sell 100 bags of coffee, you know, if I can find 100 of my customers to support me a week and I make maybe five bucks a bag, you know, I'm not going to. Pay the bills, but I can, you know, eat. Uh, I feed my kids. I can, mm-hmm. you know, stop the bleeding a little bit. And like I said, in two or three weeks, when all this is over, we'll just throw the doors back open. Well, a hundred turned into 450 Damn. subscribers at the height of the pandemic, and uh, wow. two to three weeks turned into about six months of shutdown for us. Yeah. So when we did start to uh, tease reopening, uh, all of our subscribers who we thought, you know, were just kind of on this temporary thing. We're like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to stop bringing, like, fresh roasted coffee to my door, are you? And we were like, not if you want us to. Like, so we uh, we kept up, uh, kept going and reopened. Well, didn't reopen the door, but we... We created a door within a door and had window service uh, and slowly reopened the cafe. And I love And three years later, the home subscription uh, service is going strong. We turned what used to be our bookstore and record shop next door into a coffee roastery. So uh, so we're roasting our own now and uh, have been for about two years. And the cafe's back open, uh, no- normal. You know, people are sitting down and eating breakfast on a yeah. Sunday like this never happened, which is great.
0: I love it. I'm going to interrupt real quick. Nets, can I have a napkin? Speaking of back of the napkin, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a very delicate operation I have going on here with the delicious jalapeno popper bagel. But I, I think you hit on something which is so important. The value of our local restaurants, coffee houses to the community. How, how ingrained they are with the neighborhood and the communities they serve.
2: You know, especially on the northwest side. You know, it's not... Uh, it's not like Logan Square, or, you know, the cool neighborhoods yet. You know, it is not three cafes. This on is every kind block. of
0: like it's he- Portage Park is
2: heading there. It's pretty cool, you know, but <laughs> um, but you know, there really there isn't a ton of stuff like this, and so then you know the neighborhood really needs it. We've got three or four cafes that serve, you know, probably. 40 to 50,000 households up here. And so everybody's got their favorite. We all kind of coexist uh, from a local cafe standpoint. None of us are competitors. We're, this is a really nice symbiosis that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, each, each cafe has its own little thing that we offer. Uh, we're just trying to keep people from skipping the drive throughs and come and support local.
0: I love it. Nets, uh, what's the verdict on the breakfast burritos and the matcha and whatever you're drinking? Oh, my gosh. There? It's pretty, pretty
1: quiet back <laughs> here. <laughs> my burrito's almost gone. Is it really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've really destroyed this. It's so delicious. I'm so
0: glad to hear that. Are, are Nets members of the Clean Plate Club? <laughs> I
1: think we will be. Yes.
0: Gold stars for <laughs> all of you. Uh, so what, what drinks are you are you drinking back there?
1: Um, Sonia and I have these oat milk matcha lattes, which are incredibly Incredible. good. Incredible. Thank
3: my you. very first ever matcha
0: latte. First one? Oh, wow. First
3: ever matcha latte. Yeah. And it's awesome. Definitely going to get into my regular order. Well, Rotation. <laughs> Rotation,
0: that's the word, yeah. <laughs> I didn't come to Percolator to play. I'm drinking a red eye, which is coffee with <laughs> a shot of espresso. That's that's, right. that's how we do it on a Sunday. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, messing around. What, what's sweet in this jalapeno popper bagel? There's a, There's a sweetness to it. Gonna be the cream cheese maybe? It's probably the cream cheese, yeah. delicious.
2: Thank you. Maybe man. it's the bacon. Oh. oh, that's true too, yeah. It's a really great just combination of flavors. Is, is it like a brown sugar on the bacon maybe? No, it's actually not a. It's just good old pork fat. Yeah, just good old pork fat. Crumbly, Amen. crumbly stuff.
0: Now, let's talk a little bit about your coffees. Uh, What's the standard? If someone were looking to subscribe to something, uh, didn't want to get too adventurous, didn't want to get too dark, what are they going
2: with? So, you know, PercolatorCoffee.com, we just relaunched our website. There's now a coffee quiz that you can take. You answer about seven questions, and it's going to help you zero in on your perfect thing. It's brilliant.
0: uh, It's like BuzzFeed. Which coffee are you? Exactly. (laughs) Very
2: much so. Um, But, you know, we we brew uh, or we roast a variety of uh, different brews from light to medium to dark. And when somebody comes in and they don't know what they want, I always try to start them out with a medium roast. They seem to be the ones that keep my light roast customers happy and my dark roast customers happy. They're great without cream. They're great with cream. And our signature is called the Portage Park blend. And I named it that for a reason because mm-hmm. we are so community focused, uh, but it's usually the bag that everybody goes for. So I wanted that one to be the star of the show. And uh, and it really is. Our Portage Park blend is a medium roast and everyone loves it.
0: So I, I don't know enough about coffee roasting and identifying beans and sourcing beans, where do the beans come from?
2: We get our beans from all over the world. We work with a couple of importers, so we're not direct trade yet, but we're hoping to be in the next year or so. Uh, we work with a wonderful, for the most part, uh, uh, most of our coffees come from a wonderful importer out of Minneapolis, so you know, not too far away. They're bringing in coffees from us for, uh, from all over the world, so we have, uh, I think, nine or 10 different uh, blends and single origins that we carry on a regular basis and then one that we rotate out monthly and they're literally coming from all the growing uh, regions in the world so the americas uh, central and south america uh, the africans and then the uh, indonesian and asian coffees so um, you know we have coffee from colombia from costa rica from brazil guatemala uh, ethiopia kenya Uh, we through some Vietnamese coffee in our uh, holiday blend this year, that was a lot of fun. We have an El Salvador right now. That's our origin select. Uh, people love our Sumatra. That's about the darkest we get, and it's just one of those coffees that really, uh, you know, hits home and uh, reminds you of you know that that best cup of coffee you've ever had in your life, just roasty and and really warming. And, um, and that's a nice Indonesian coffee. I'm sure I'm missing a couple. Uh, my palate's in there getting a little low, but I've got a new order coming in um, either Monday or Tuesday. So the one problem with our roastery is there's only a two and a half foot door so they drop the pallet right in front of the door there and then i gotta bring it in one seventy kilo bag at a time so yeah it is that's why i skipped the gym you know I I have no excuse. Maybe I should start
0: lifting coffee. (laughs) Uh, And all the food is made from scratch.
2: Everything's made from scratch, right down to the sauces. The only thing that we don't do is uh, the baking. So, you know, but uh, that stuff we get from local uh, bakeries are right around the neighborhood. And, you know, if, if we don't make it, we're going to the people that make it the best and make it with that same kind of consideration and love that we do everything else with.
0: This is a textbook example of doing a community neighborhood coffee house right i I love it thank you so much this the food is great i'm i'm actually i'm anxious to kick you out of the car so that i could eat this bagel with just (laughs) gleeful abandon like just turn off the camera and just go to town on this (laughs) i'm anxious to do that Uh, all right so if people want to subscribe which by the way i just to talk about that one second you mentioned how people started subscribing during the pandemic i was one of those people who Like to me, getting stuff delivered to my house was kind of like that lifeline. Like, oh, a missive from the outside world. I wonder what's going on. It was lovely and exciting, but kind of like your subscribers, I've become kind of hooked on, I'm not just talking Amazon. I'm talking about just having things delivered and like that that surprise and delight of having stuff come to your door. Like there's something really special about that.
2: Without a doubt, and, uh, you know, like I said, we really didn't think that it was going to be this permanent thing, but uh, but we can absolutely see why people do love the service. You know, if you subscribe, it comes with free home delivery. If you're in Chicago or the surrounding suburbs, We uh, depending on your zip code, we're going to show up to your house uh, the same day every week, or you could do weekly, bi-weekly, once a month, once. Uh, you could send it to your friends. You could send it to your enemies. Um, you know, <laughs> and if you subscribe, you actually save... Ten percent off of what you pay in house, so oh, you awesome. know it's actually going to be cheaper, and we're going to bring it to you. Um, and then we also have some little other exciting things for subscribers that you can check out on the on the website. But uh, it's really nice. You can choose your frequency, and of course, if you want to send someone a gift, you can do that. We have an Explorers Club where we're going to send you our different origin select every month, so it's always mm. a you know a new treat. We also have something called Surprise Me. You know, our Roasters Pick. I think we just changed the name to. So that's for the really adventurous. Person, um, and then you could subscribe to um, you know any of our light roasts, we'll mix them up any of our dark roasts, or you can just say, You know what, I really love your Ethiopia, that's what I want once a week, bring it to me. Um, and then we also have husbands and wives that can't uh, get along, or partners that can't get along, and so one of them gets a, a light roast and the other one gets a dark roast, and we love those
0: people. <laughs> yeah, I so, bet you do, I bet you do. All right, so the website is.
2: PercolatorCoffee.com. That's Percolator with a -A K-P-E-R-K-O-L-A-T-O-R-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. Love it.
0: I know you're busy. Thank you for the food. Thank you for the chat. Love your place
2: thank you so much James I really appreciate you guys coming out here I can hardly wait to hear y'all uh play and uh it was just so nice meeting everyone and uh really just a great opportunity for me to get a break on a Sunday a very much needed <laughs> break so We're here to anytime help. anytime all right cool thank you sir thank you James thank, thank you thank you, thank you, so thank y'all. Thank you. my pleasure amazing. I'm cool. so
0: glad you love taste it the love. You can taste all it. right so here we are at the at the final part of our journey together the Nets uh I have Alex and Sonia in the back seat. Christina. Sitting Shotgun. Shotgun. <laughs> so you performed. We talked about the song you played. That is a new song.
4: Yes, yeah. I mean, in effect, all of our songs are new songs. Yeah, Yes, that's fair. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to get to that.
0: So I mean, the Nets are very new, like two years at most together? Yeah, we, a year and
4: a half, And actually. we kept it really, yeah, about a year and a half. And we really, I mean, we performed a little bit last year, but this project has been so different and unique from anything I've been a part of before um, because it hasn't been about an agenda or like playing a ton of shows. It's been about 100% about the songwriting. And I think the very first practice we ever had, we just wanted to get together and jam and we left it and we had three full songs.
0: <laughs> yeah, Which is interesting because the release of those songs has been very slow
3: well, Very slow. We actually haven't released any of them as of today, but that'll be upcoming.
0: <laughs> well, there was the cover last year. Right. Yes. The
4: end of 2022, uh, we released a cover of Fleet Fox's White Winter Hymnal um, as sort of a taste of what's to come. And then our debut original song um, was actually started by Sonia during the pandemic, and then completed with the Nuts a little bit later. Um, and that song is called, Sonia, I'll let you introduce it here.
3: It's called The Loudest Voice. And
0: Silence is the Loudest Voice. Silence. Words can never fill the void.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> and the song and video are scheduled for release on the 24th of March. So we're recording this on the 5th. So it's still a couple of weeks away. So we're we're, we're building excitement yes for that and you're also performing on WGN television that day
4: we are we're performing the song live um and then we're just we're so excited to have (laughs) our original songs and tracks out in the world and we hope that it's like the slow start of a release of all these original songs we've been working on for a year and a half because I think we have now what 15 I think
3: 14 15 original songs we're getting Um, close yeah. So we could definitely record if we had if somebody gave us a ton of money right now. Mm-hmm. We could definitely go do an album. Okay. <laughs> in case the songs are there. In
1: case we have Venmo. So you're saying a ton
0: of money would make things easier.
3: Oh, definitely.
1: Interesting.
0: We, you
3: know, producing and recording it's a weird music, philosophy. Yeah. It uh, it it comes at a cost and you know, when you when you care a lot about your songs, you want to put them out in a way that you're really proud of, and that takes time and money to do.
0: Well, let's just see what WGN Television offers for amenities. I, I, bet, <laughs> I, I bet you're not getting matcha,
3: matcha, and no, we're tasty so. burritos. We're definitely it's not hard getting to beat. big burritos. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they, they can't compare to what you get here at Carcon Carney. <laughs> so, all these songs that you're waiting to. Record, produce, release. Uh, we'll see them. You'll perf- you'll be performing them. I'm assuming at Uncommon Ground on the 31st.
4: Yes, that's right. We're we're actually joined by two amazing songwriters that night, um, Christine Melody and Sarah Jean Stevens. Um, and one thing we're also about is it's actually Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. Is an empowering women artists, and so we're we're playing the bill, and we just said. You know what, we're all headlining this show. We're splitting the time exactly equal. We're splitting the pay equal. Um, so I love it. It's really important to us as well.
0: And that's in Lakeview. Yes.
4: Yes. yes, yes, the Lakeview location. The Nets
0: on Common Ground, March 31st. And then the single comes out on the 24th. That's The Loudest Voice. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit since you are only a year and a half into this as mm-hmm. the Nets. I, I think it's <clears throat> got to be hard to find musicians who you're compatible with finding musicians whose harmonies you're compatible with. I feel like it's gotta be more of a needle in a haystack sort of Easter egg hunt. I'm going to keep throwing metaphors your way, but Mm -hmm. they can't be easy to do.
3: It definitely is not. Um, I think that something that's really special about us is that individually we have really different voices. And when we come together and sing in three part harmony, we sound like one unit and I feel like our three individual voices and tones really give it a special personality. And it feels really good to harmonize with your best friends.
1: <laughs> so it's pretty special. It's I think another cool thing is that all three of us do have very different voices, but we also kind of come from, like, different interests and genres as well. Mm-hmm. So this whole project has kind of been, like, a meshing of so many different, like, kinds of music for us um to find something like some if we're in a like venn diagram like some <laughs> something in the middle um which i think has been really cool and like a really cool learning experience too
3: definitely
0: so when you started jamming together do you remember the first time you all kind of just harmonized
4: yes <laughs> <laughs> we definitely on my on my, uh, <laughs> on my porch in ravenswood or deck um, but I, I think I have to give props to Sonia here because she is a harmony genius. <laughs> and I have a whole new appreciation for for singing harmony. It's so much harder than lead vocals. Oh, yes, yeah. so much. Harder. This is
1: This is brand new to me. I've never I've never sang harmony really? ever, ever. So I am in a deep learning process and it's
4: it's pretty fun. But Sonia's the master here. Yeah. <laughs> She's our yeah harmony leader for sure.
0: So you were on your deck. In Ravenswood, mm-hmm. and like, do you remember? Did you get chills? <laughs> do you think, oh my God, this is it? Oh,
4: big chills, big time. The f- <laughs> so the first song we worked on, I had, um, I had like a, a verse and a chorus. It was called "The Space Between," and I think I sang it through once, and Sonia just started singing along, and then she, you know, gave us each different parts, and then Alex just started playing this beautiful solo over the the chord progression, and then we were like, wow, let's just start with that guitar solo. And then go in, you know, full voice on on the on the hook. And then before we knew it, knew it we had, like, a fully fleshed <laughs> arranged song. It was just very organic, and everything about this project has felt so organic and so good.
1: And I feel like, at least for me, a big part of that, like, just it feeling good, has been that this isn't, like, we're not doing this for, like... <laughs> money or to like get famous or anything like that it's genuinely like something that makes us all feel good and it's like an escape almost after like Mm -hmm. the main big part of the pandemic of being so isolated and like generally down (laughs) and like sad (laughs) honestly and like having a project like this to like keep being able to go back to and like meet up with your friends and make music that you love that's what it's really about for me Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's like an escape. It's not for anything else except that and fun and being with my best pals. So <laughs> totally
0: I, I completely get it. i mean, i I, I was the same way. I, the fact that I could sit in the back seat as you're performing, mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm clearly not getting rich off doing this, but this this to me is like a way to reconnect with people. and
4: mm-hmm.
0: the, actually, this podcast has kind of become my social life. but i I, I completely understand like okay, maybe <laughs> maybe some rewards will come, but I really this is that release.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah exactly definitely
0: it's a creative avenue mm-hmm. and well i love those harmonies and i i'm not hearing a lot of this right now in chicago so it, to me what the nets are doing is an absolute breath of fresh air thank you and thank I, you so much <laughs> that's really nice <laughs> well i just I, I think the second people see or hear you for the first time i, I you, the three of you were performing in the car a few minutes ago It i, I I swear I, I got the chills. Mm-hmm. It was just it was so perfect. It was, it,
4: <laughs> it, it's you. the Mazda. I mean,
0: obviously it's, it's the, <laughs> it is the The, ma- the magic <laughs> of the
4: Mazda. I love that. I love something Alex touched on <clears throat> a few minutes ago about sort of our genre background and genre diversity as well. And so the song that we played, you know, was, that's the other thing about us is we each lead different songs and we each bring, mm. we're all songwriters. And this is the first time I've ever been in a group where everyone in the bands is a songwriter. Yeah. Um, so that's really fun. And Alex brings in more of a, more of like country feeling sounds and songs. And that was one of the songs that we just played the, another bet. Um, Sonia and I come from a background, you know, this of like a soul rock band mm-hmm. um, have some like jazzy bluesy influences. So it's really cool to see how we can find those elements within the forms and songs that we each bring in and sort of incorporate them all <coughs> together and make them uniquely our collective sound
1: i think that's what makes us interesting too Agreed. um you know it's not just a one one
3: note thing it's yeah it varies so we have many many genres yeah. touched on throughout our set yeah <laughs>
0: but all those genres are uniquely american sounds too yeah mm-hmm. yeah they yeah. work together because this is american music whether you're talking about the blues or jazz or country mm-hmm. music right totally. it doesn't
1: sound disjointed like right. our sets but it has you know it keeps you interested so. yeah <laughs> a lot of different vibes
0: <laughs> all right so knowing that you're doing the nets for all the right reasons it's organic you're friends you're, you're creatively inspiring one another what is the plan after on ground
3: well we are hoping to record more of our music um so you know we've got these couple shows coming up and then this spring we're hoping to get some more of our music out into the world.
4: I'll just say too so we recorded the two songs though the cover and then the loudest voice which is coming out with um, Joe George, Joe from Reverb, um, owner of Red Room, an amazing engineer and it's been a a fantastic recording process Um, and throughout this process Sonia has such a good ear um, and there's so many, you know, women producers are only 2% in the music industry, so it's very underrepresented and Sonya's been, you know, getting gear and, and, um, has a really good ear for it. So I think when we're recording this spring, um, is going to produce some of our stuff. Awesome. Um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be really fun and that'll give us also a little bit more freedom to just, uh, take our time with things yeah. as well. Yes.
0: Okay. So again, the 24th is when the loudest voice. Becomes readily available, streamable, consumable. We'll see you on WGN television. Mm-hmm. We'll see you at Uncommon Ground on the 31st. Thank you, the Nets. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank
4: you
3: so much for having us. This is really fun. <laughs> we
4: love Carne.
3: Uh, I also want to thank
0: Joe Bassalone of Percolator
3: yes.
1: for his
0: hospitality and gregarious self jumping in the car. If you like coffee, go there. Go go there. there.
4: Percolator. Go there. Percolator. <laughs>
0: And now we're left with an entire Sunday afternoon in the sun.
4: Yes. Lovely. Beautiful. A true Sunday. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. (laughs)